Blog Talk Radio. our listeners an educational and informative conversation related to our roles in the IT industry. I'm Dave Blackman, co-founder of Technology Expresso. You can find us on the Internet at technologyexpresso.com. There you will find all our social media hashtags and communications um, um, vehicles, such as our email address as well. Again, I'm Dave Blackman, and I am joined by my co-host, uh, Jacqueline Sanders. And today, we our special guest is Mr. Mr. John Phillips, a marketing executive, and he's going to share us his ideas about networking and others related to the IT industry. Hello, John. Welcome to Technology Express. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jacqueline. Thanks for the invite today. Hello. We're glad to have you. Glad to have you, John. And as, as first, uh, let's let's get a little background on you uh, specifically. Uh, what are you doing today? And uh, tell us about your career, please. Yeah. So I'm currently a client executive at a company called Nexus IS, and we're a solutions integrator and value-added reseller. Um, Principal focus on Cisco's our core technology partner, and then a whole ecosphere including NetApp, uh, EMC, um, you name it. Um, you know, we do it in whether it's cloud infrastructure, um, networking, security, collaboration. Uh, that's what I do. So basically, what I do is I, I manage um, a, a small group of people who focus on a key number of accounts and leverage, uh, you know, business needs and solve them with technology problems. And it would end up, uh, you know, goal of making money and revenue for the company, but doing the right thing for my customers. Great. Uh, I'd like to congratulate you on your successes and your continued success. I'd like to also mention to our listening audience that John is also a member of a local nonprofit, I'm sorry, a national nonprofit organization, uh, Black Data Professionals, um, Atlanta Association, the Atlanta branch, and he is a, a vice president there in charge of uh, uh, strategy. So congratulations on that position as well, John. 
Well, thank you very much, Dave. And, you know, that's probably um, – we all have hectic lives, and I have a fairly large family. So, you know, devoting my time for the BDPA and, and specifically the organization as a whole, uh, you know, where my core focus is, you know, corporate sponsorships, um, raising money, uh, developing alliances with, you know, the Fortune 500, 1,000 companies in the southeast area to help build what we're trying to do from a – education awareness perspective and also to, uh, you know, to strengthen the community of, of IT professionals uh, who are minorities and, and, and who, you know, want to learn how to uh, be successful in the chosen career path or, you know, even move to a new career path in technology. Uh, I, I really love that. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a volunteer position. And, you know, Jacqueline, who's your co-host, can definitely tell you that it, it's very time-consuming but very rewarding, and it's just good to be a member of, uh, of an organization like that. Well, as a member of the Atlanta BDPA chapter myself, I thank you for your contribution and your time. And I know uh, BDPA uh, staff is very appreciative as well. So, well, thank um, you, Dave, for, for, for being a member, right? Thank you. Uh, so, as I mentioned in the uh, uh, show here, um, one of the uh, key topics I like to uh, talk about today is networking and the importance of networking. And as you know, I'm just going to go ahead and dive into this topic if I could. Uh, as you know, some people are introverts, and networking, the interaction doesn't come easily, whether it's uh, in person or via social media, which is the latest craze right now as far as uh, being able to get an audience and, 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 and increase your reachability. Um, what do you suggest uh, uh, as conversation starters for those introvert type people? Yeah, so, you know, let's, let's start out with getting, getting out of your comfort zone. Um, I think part of, part of growing up and part of developing either personally or professionally is always pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone. Um, if, if you're afraid and you're introverted and you have a hard time carrying on conversations, um, you know, my recommendation is before you do it in your, in your professional career, take a look at your personal career, I mean, your, your personal life. You know, go, if you go to church or if you go grocery shopping, you know, pick a venue where you can just walk up and introduce yourself. The more that you do it, um, you know, it doesn't matter regardless of whether uh, you say the right things, you say the wrong things. You know, uh, practice definitely makes perfect when it comes to introducing yourself and being comfortable talking around others. Um, so start out somewhere where, you know, the repercussions of you making a few mistakes or uh, even getting nervous or uh, anxious would, would have a le less of an impact on the thing that provides maybe for your family. So if, if you're not comfortable networking um, when it comes to work-related functions and you can't have problems talking in a group full of meetings, Start, start out small and work your way big. You know, it, it, I think that goes for networking or anything else in life. I agree. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I've, I've seen your work, and I see you, you're extremely comfortable in your own skin. How did you, how did no, you get I, there? How did you feel comfortable? Sure. You know, and, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, I haven't always been in, in sales, and I haven't always been, you know, a marketing and business development guy. You know, I, I my my true professional career probably started out when 
Um, I joined the United States Marine Corps. Um, there you, you're forced to interact with a large group of people, right? There's no such thing as as uh, sitting in your hole and pretending that you're not part of a team. So, that you know, that was... Uh, that The military in general, I think, it's people out of their comfort zone. Uh, you know, you're sacrificing a lot of personal li- liberties and um, uh, for, for a greater good. And uh, you know, gosh knows the, the, the pay is not the exciting part of, the, of why people join the military. So I mean, that was the first stepping stone. You know, I think today, basically what it is, if you realize that people are people, no matter what their job title is, their net worth, um, you know, how, how much your perception is that they're, you know, I hate to use the word more important or you know, higher up the ladder or more successful or whatever that personal perception is, get over that. You know, we we all put our pants on the same way in the morning. You know, we all, we all, uh, uh, we all breathe oxygen and we all eat food and, you know, we all go to the bathroom. So if you put it in that perspective, it makes it a little bit easier to, to talk, you know, um, doesn't mean that you hang out like you're at a barbecue, family barbecue, and you know, joke back and forth with improprieties. But uh, if you treat people like people and you treat them the way they want to be treated, you know, uh, you don't have to be a subject matter expert in everything. You know, learning to say I don't know and uh, you know that's not my area of expertise will make you a lot more com- comfortable in the conversation than than you trying to make up something on the spot just to sound you know better educated or uh, aware of what what the conversation topic is. So. That's some advice I guess I have to give, Dave. And I just want to jump in, and I I like what you said there. And one of the things that I picked on and hopefully the listeners picked up on is, in your situation, it was, uh, I think, joining the the Marines, being in the military. You're kind of forced into that situation. And sometimes people maybe need to um, arrange so that they're forced into that situation. And maybe it's volunteering for something or being a part of a team, um, you know, just – Back to what we said, I think, early on is going outside your comfort zone. Um, just make yourself, you know, get into some type of uh, scenario where you're forced to interact with people and, and get to know people. And um, I think everybody has, you know, a little bit of the jitters or butterflies or whatever the case may be. You don't think that you're alone in that, but just push through that. Um, and once you get to the the other side, you realize it's not nearly as bad as you anticipated. So uh, I like that 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 idea, and I kind of picked up on that when you were talking about that. Because I think you know, let's be honest, in, in some of the roles and in careers, uh, if you don't have social skills, if you don't have soft skills, it it can make or break you. So can you talk about how how important? you know, soft skills are for what you do and, and how it's helped you throughout your career and maybe how it's evolved? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, the role that I'm in today, you know, I the ability to have people trust me, you know, and the company that I represent is extremely important, right? I mean, it's what this book puts food on the table for my family and, and it's what provides for, for us. So, you know, people don't buy from companies. People buy from people. And you could have the, you know, the the, the latest, greatest thing that solves every problem for, for, for one of your customers, you know, being in sales. But at the end of the day, if, if, if that person doesn't trust you on a personal level, they're probably not going to do business with you. If you look at the if you look at the technology world in general, you'll, you'll hear the word that things are becoming commoditized. So, you know, I think it's very important that one you you have a, a strong person you know a personal relationship and also a professional relationship and knowing the difference between the two. 
Um, one of the things I think that differentiates me from, from everyone else is, yes, I, I, I'm great at networking, right? I, I have, uh, you know, people that I have you know, relationships with introduce me to other folks within their organization. I try to bring together like-minded individuals from different organizations so they can build their own personal network and professional network. Um, but at the same time, you know, if I'm doing something um, for a customer, it, it's not about making money all the time, right? I mean, that's ultimately, I, I think if you do the right things and you treat your people, um, your customers like their people and treat them the way you want to be treated, the financials will take care of themselves. So, you know, um, I, I think that's a lot of what it has to do, right? I mean, it's 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 building your own personal brand. It's building your company's brand and, and, and instilling trust that's earned, you know, trust, trust, Trust uh, is definitely like respect. It always has to be earned. Um, I think that's a core, you know, thing that defines a majority of my roles and responsibilities in the position that I'm in right now. Thank you. Thanks, John. And thanks for that question, Jacqueline. Now, John, as as we know, you are in marketing and sales, and sometimes those two career paths go hand in hand, and it's a very challenging area. In, in any industry, and you're very successful in that as well. What drove you to that career field, and, and what was the pivotal moment in your career that might have steered you in that direction? Sure. So, you know, I, I've always been um, very socially outgoing. You know, I, I think that I've had a long history of doing that, you know, even before um, when I was in college or, or high school or, 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 you know, part of my life before embarking upon my professional career. When I went in the military, I absolutely loved the camaraderie and the team building, and I, and I like a good challenge, you know. Um, I'm, I'm very competitive, um, not overbearingly so, but I, I do enjoy, you know, uh, doing the right things to, to, you know, equate to a win. So when I was transitioning out of the military and I, I did some – contract work for the government for, for quite a while, too. I wanted to do something a little bit more stable where there, you know, I wasn't getting shot at on a routine basis or having to leave on Christmas Day to go overseas somewhere. So um, looking at what would be best for my family, I, I sat down and evaluated, well, I like technology, you know. Um, always had a strong passion for it. Um, I like competition. Um, I like very challenging roles. I like uh, I like leading people and, and, and being a, a, a leader. Um I like mentoring folks, so it made a lot of sense to me that I didn't have the capital at the time to start my own business, nor did I have. Um, There's there's way too much risk, basically, um, for me to do something like that. So um, a friend of mine um, suggested that, hey, you should take a look at technology sales, and I thought all the dynamics were there to be successful, and it's pretty much like running your own business, but having a, a, a company you work for funding it, you know. It, you get to build your team, you get to... Uh, you get to try to solve problems. You get to bring together people of, of different experience and uh, different backgrounds and, and see if they complement each other very well, and you compete against other folks trying to do the same thing. So uh, to me, that, that was a win, and that's that's how I got into the career field that I am uh, in right now. Well, thank that, you. That's awesome. I, <laughs> let me, I, I just want to comment uh, on that as well because a lot of people think that when it comes to technology and IT, it's, it's only for geeks, for those hardcore developers and coders and that type of thing. But the IT industry, of course, it, it, lends, it has so many different career paths. And, and that's what people need to, to think about and, and realize that there are a lot of people 
who are successful that are on um, career fields that are outside of just that core tech geeky, you know, uh, competency. And, and like yourself, it's like like you said, you're a social person. Um, and, and I also like when you said that it's like running your own company. Uh, and a lot of companies are, you know, that a lot of talk is about, you know, think like an entrepreneur. Even though you work for another company, you need to think about how you would run your own company and, and apply the principles and ethics and energy and, and that type of thing and creativity the same way as if it's your, your own company. So people, there's, there's a lot of different uh, career paths and opportunities, and uh, you're just a, a prime example of someone that's very successful that kind of took the best of both worlds, technology and, you know, of course that's a fast pace and, and uh, you know, a lot going on there and definitely growing and thriving, but you married it with the things that you're passionate and enjoy doing it, the, the people part of it. So people, I, I hope that, you know, gives people food for thought of, you know, be creative and, and look at all your different options. Well, absolutely, right? And just because you're in a you know career path you're in right now doesn't mean that that's where you have to be five years from now. Um, I think setting personal goals and, and, you know, finding mentors, whether it's, you know, personal or business or a combination of the two, you know, is, is very important, right? Um, I, you know, if you take a look at my LinkedIn background, I, I've I've got a pretty um, diverse background. I, I, you know, I have technology skills from systems administration and engineering and solutions architecture. And I decided, you know, uh, I want to be, um, you know, more on the business side of the house. So, you know, setting those goals and finding out how to do that from someone who's done it in the past, I think, saved me a lot of time and made it successful. I, I think, Jacqueline, you hit, you hit on a great point, right? I mean, it's um, technology is great because even in a down economy. Um, you know, I hate to say this, but you know, operational expenses such as personnel can get replaced by technology. In an up economy, you know, companies spend more on technology. And it's a, it's a, it's a win-win, um, you know, uh, type of specialty to have right now. So if you want to future-proof your career, you know, technology is definitely a place to stay. Yes, thank you both. Thank you both. Uh, yes, and that's a good point there, John, as well. Um, with in the IT industry, when companies are ramping up or scaling back, tactically it can have an impact or trigger activities at the tactical level to either either downsize your architecture or your infrastructure from a technical perspective, or to grow your architecture to support the additional business growth. So whether it's an up or down economy, there should always be opportunities within the IT industry. And I wanted Absolutely. to take a moment. I wanted to take a moment, John, and and thank you for your service in the military. Um, I am, as well uh, have a career in the military, and whether you're in the in that environment one day, one hour, one year, or 20 years. It's a big commitment, and I'd like to thank you and say I appreciate your contributions there. Well, thank you, Dave, and we appreciate your service as well. And Anyone else who's a, a veteran or, or even aspiring to go in the military, you know, it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big commitment. You're absolutely correct, and, and, uh, but it, it, I, I think it's a sacrifice that, that if people who are willing to make it, you know, it's, it shows a lot of 
um, you know, patriotism and, and also um, commitment to society in general outside of the individual self. So, thanks, Dave. And Dave, real quick, before we get on a, another note, you know, before, while we're still talking about the conversation topic about, uh, you know, different roles and, you know, not necessarily everyone having a, a, you know, a deep type of connotation when you're in technology, uh, I do want to give a personal example, right? Um, one of the reasons why I looked at technology in, in general is because my mother has a long-standing career in IT. Um, she started out, you know, as a single mom. You know, my mother and father got divorced. And she uh, started out as a data entry processor at a at a retail food service IT group. And I think at the time she was probably making less than $20,000 a year. You know, some odd... 30-plus years later, uh, you know, she's a senior-level executive at one of the largest retail companies in the world, and she showed me that, you know, no matter how you start, you're only inhibited by your um, your own personal motivation and, and, and the dedication you're willing to put in and the time commitment to, to get to where you want to be in life. So I did want to say that, and I did want to say that, you know, my mother is a great role model for me. Well, that's great. That's so. It's in the blood. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's good. Well, uh, speaking speaking of that, and uh, um, not diverting too far from that, um, uh, about your career and and your successes and and your history, what have been some of the biggest surprises in your career? Something you may even want to brag about. So this is a completely open forum, and we're, we this is your opportunity here. Uh, what surprised you most in your career here? Yeah, so I, I think the most surprising thing is um, and I'm not going to brag about anything, right? I, I try to I try to exercise humility because it's it's a, it's a blessing to, to 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 be where I'm at right now. And I could be in a couple different other spots in life. So um, I do want to say the most surprising thing to me is 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 I'm going, to, I'm going to say the people I work with, right, on a, on, a, on a regular basis, those folks that may not have the type of role that I have and who, you know, they're paid because I, you know, the large majority of my pay is based upon the profits that I bring in for, for my company. They don't necessarily have that pay structure, but they'll put in the extra time no matter what to get the job done, even if it's, you know, 30 extra hours a week, you know, some weeks. And to me, you know, the people who have that, you know that professional work ethic. Those are the people that you uh, you continue to want on your team, and those are the people that bring you know build that strong core. That if if you you know ever open up your own business, or if you if you have an opportunity to promote someone or move them to a different uh, you know pay um, scale that you know better better rewards them for their you know their continued dedication to do that kind of stuff. I, I think that's that's absolutely amazing. And then those folks who who not only do that, but who, who, you know, volunteer their time to charities, who, you know, support Meals on Wheels, who go and go in and paint the church on on the weekends, who, you know, stay up doing, you know, Boys and Girls Club activities of, of mentoring children. I mean, that's, gosh knows there's there's a million things you could dedicate your time to, but people who really want to make a difference, you know, not only in their professional life, but also in their in, in, in the community, I think that's it's absolutely the most surprising thing in, in and that's the type of people I surround myself with, right? So, um, I wish I wish I had a more professional, you know, answer about, you know, I closed a humongous deal because I've closed some of those, you know, and, and it's been a team effort, and I've seen 
I've seen bad managers, good managers. I've seen, you know, destructive people on teams. That I'm still surprised by those folks who, who, who make a, a difference outside their own lives every day. Well, thanks, John. I know uh, everyone's appreciative of the time that you spend um, in your professional career and in uh, uh, your, your networking and your volunteerism uh, with uh, BDPA as well. Um, I'm going to go back well, into um, that. Dave, can, I just want to uh, just jump in and just make a, a testimony because John is extremely humble. It is, it's, it's not by any stretch of the imagination. That's just who he is. Um, but, you know, and even the fact that I want to acknowledge even the fact that you gave a, a shout-out to your mom, which is, is, is very sweet and, and special. Um, and I, one of the things that I, that I also took away from that is that people, like you said, uh, no matter where you start, um, IT has opened doors and given opportunities. And, and that speaks to not only just minorities but women. And, and that's, you know, part of the message that ties back to uh, BDPA as well as being so inclusive. It's, it's, it's a relatively young industry, and um, there is offered a lot of opportunities for those who want to take advantage of it. And I wanted to uh, bandwagon, I want to jump on the bandwagon, something David mentioned about the, the military and both of you being military. Do you have a specific message, John, to those people who are coming out of the military and making that transition? I've seen some who kind of um, they uh, stumble a little bit making that transition because in the military sometimes the roadmap is kind of laid out for you. Um, you successfully made the transition. David has successfully made the, the transition. But you may know of others who, who um, especially the, the new ones that are, are um, coming out and transitioning in and maybe uh, seeing IT as an opportunity. Any specific messages to them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, be prepared for a culture shock. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to say that, but... Um, you, you know, it's, if, if you're if you're if you're retiring or you you spent you know four or five years or you know anywhere in between that gap, right? Uh, you're used to a certain structure and certain respect that's that's due because of a position, right? And let's say, for example, you come out as a as an E7 and you're transitioning to civilian career. Well, you know you're used to the people working for you, um, you know, following orders without questioning. You you're used to um, you know, having minute details and tasks that are that are clearly defined, where everyone knows what needs to happen, when it needs to happen, things happen on time, or, or, or you know, there's a high likelihood that people people get hurt. Well, in the corporate world, that's not necessarily the case. You know, it's you know, you may you may come in as a as a you know middle middle level manager, and your team may not respect you because you're change, and they don't like change, and you may be a little bit too much structured for them. Um, I, you know, I guess it's it's it's, it's you, you got to spend some time defining your culture. And if if you're looking for your first civilian job coming out of the military, it may make sense that you, whoever your hiring manager is, you find somebody who has prior military service so they can help guide you along the way. Or you go somewhere where you know veterans or, or a large conglomerate of the folks will be working for, because then it makes the transition as you get accustomed to. Um, and I hate to use this. This, this this terminology, but nasty civilian life, right? I mean, 
it's uh, you got to minimize that impact. And but don't be scared, right? I mean, the military change is constant as well. You know, you, you pack up on a dime's notice. You leave your family behind. You're in foreign countries, or you know, gosh knows where you'll be next year as you're getting shuffled around from duty station to duty station and living overseas with your with your family. Sometimes I mean, you're used to change. You're just used to a different kind of change. So just get in that mindset that you know. Uh, the skills that you you developed in the military and uh, the the esprit de corps and the ability to to be flexible those those are those are valuable corporate corporate skills you just got to make sure that you know, the, you know you don't rock the culture too much when you when you start in your first job yes i can thank you john and i i agree with that totally one of the biggest challenges with people making that transition from the military is identifying those key skill sets that they have and translating those to the needs in the corporate world. They're very much necessary and needed in the corporate world, and it's just a matter of getting them to recognize those and be able to speak about those talents that they have because they're, they're very military people are very valuable and they're a very good, good resource in the, in, in the corporate world. You know, one of the things also, uh, uh, David and John, you know, like you mentioned, uh, there's a bit of that culture shock, but something you mentioned, you know, get a mentor. And, and I like that that suggestion and, and concept. And, and, you know, I somehow always find a way to do a little plug for BDPA. But that's part of what Atlanta BDPA does is provide mentorship and uh, role models. And, and as you can see, People like both you and, and David, who are uh, former military, we ha we have a, a pretty decent contingency of uh, former military that uh, joined BDPA, and especially the Atlanta chapter. And like you said, it's uh, camaraderie and to give each other uh, support and help them through whatever challenges that they face. Some take very well to the adjustment, and others, uh, like we said, they they kind of struggle a little bit. So. Um, being able to talk to and reach out to someone that's maybe already there or successfully done that. So I'm, I just want to, and, and um, it's just a reality that BDPA is a, a great organization. If you want to network, like David said, and, uh, you know, one of the topics you guys have hit upon, and, uh, you know, that, that's one of the things that, you know, being a member of Atlanta BDPA affords those who are making that transition and if you're looking for a mentor. Yes, well, absolutely, that's right? Go ahead, John. Go ahead, David. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on the, the fact that, you know, uh, if you don't have a network, it's going to be very hard to get a job, right? It, that's, that's, that's the truth of the situation. People will hire... Um, people based upon their recommendations of folks they trust well ahead of how good you look on paper or how well you interview. So, you know, getting a recommendation from someone who's already currently working in a place or who's, who's professionally, you know, has strong bonds with whomever is currently, you know, interviewing folks for an open position, uh, that's invaluable. Uh, you, could, you could have a piece of paper, a resume written on a piece of notebook paper and pencil, but if, if, if you know, a guy that I've worked with for 10 years recommends you and you just say, hey, I just like the, I like writing in pencil and notebook paper and I'd probably hire you well ahead of anyone else. So, yeah, build your network. That's very important. Yes. Everyone, I, I like to come back to this. Uh, we're speaking with John Phillips, marketing executive 
and vice president of the Atlanta BDPA uh, chapter in charge of strategy and planning. I'm so glad, John, that you could join us here today. Uh, what attracted you to BDPA, if you could elaborate on that, please? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was sitting at a CIO forum event um, a few years back, and I, I ran into Felicia Jones, and she was one of the vice presidents at the time, and she just had this very outgoing, bubbly personality. She's like, hey, you know, uh, you know how Felicia is always looking for partnerships and sponsorships, and was telling me the good things about the BDPA, and uh, you know, touched on sites and HSCC and what they do for the kids, and also the community outreach programs, and and she was like, you need to come, you need to come, come to a meeting, come to a meeting, just come to one meeting, right? And uh, and so Felicia yeah, could be a she can be a, a pit bull when she wants to be, right? She. Uh, uh, she'll, she'll get you to do anything uh, if you commit to it. So I said I'd go, and I think I missed the first one because of uh, another uh, you know, client client dinner I had. But uh, the second meeting, she got me there and met the group of folks, and they welcomed me in. And you know, I learned more about the programs and you know the the adult education sessions and you know uh, the, the mock job interviews and all the stuff that. That, that you know Jacqueline's doing, and you know Dave, I, you know I think I met you uh, what about a year or so ago, and you know I, I joined the BDPA as a member two years ago, and I've never looked back. It's been a good investment of my time, and I think a good investment of of the sponsorship dollars that either myself and my company's provided over time. Like I couldn't think of anything else I'd rather contribute to. Well, I, I must tell you, I, I can I know I can speak for everyone that's associated with the BDPA organization. Thank you for your time and commitment. And also, we'd like to send a special thank you to your wife and your family for being understanding of your passions and the time that you want to spend in this volunteer organization. So a thank you goes out to her as well. I appreciate that, Dave. Right? It's, it's, it definitely takes a team, you know, and I couldn't do – I couldn't be successful in a professional life and especially, you know, doing volunteer work as well if it weren't for – you know, the fact that I had a strong support structure in my life and her ability to, to take care of our kids and, and, and look after all the important things that, you know, that, that transcend money, money and uh, and all those uh, tangible type things. So, absolutely. I appreciate that, Dave. Thank you. So, I'm going to jump in here <laughs> and uh, talk about the elephant in the room. And uh, <laughs> since we're on radio, not everybody, it's not as obvious everyone but one of the things is is um, as everybody a lot of people know BDPA stands for Black Data Processors Association um, and that's a, a name that it's, it's a bit of a throwback name that has been with the organization since its uh, inception back in the 70s and uh, originally it was for people who felt you know excluded and and not necessarily had the type of mentors and coaches that they needed to get from what we call from the classroom to the boardroom. Um, John actually is not black, <laughs> but he is a uh, vice president and dedicated. He's right there. He's raised a lot of money and, and supported us whenever we needed it in, in our programs. Um, and, you know, I, I just want to point that out, and, and John, you're welcome to talk about it, but BDPA is bigger than just that, the, the name. The name, you know, represents our, our history, where we came from. But we're all about being inclusive and people helping people. That That's the way I see it. And I think you kind of even 
touched upon it earlier. That ties into your kind of motto and, and uh, life principles as far as you're just about people. I mean, you, you want to share? I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Maybe you had another motivation or thought process, but, you know, talk talk to that maybe a little bit. First of all, I, I, I'm not black. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> No, no. Okay. Um, anyway. I'm sorry to break it to my you. My vision's intact, and I'm not delusional, guys. I, I fully understand that. But no, that's 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 absolutely. I get a lot of funny stares, and, and I'm okay with that, right? Um, it's it's like a it's like a really ongoing joke sometimes when when people see me step up the step up to talk at a podium for the BDPA. You know, I get some strange looks from from the crowd. But no, you're absolutely right. You know, um, I'm. I believe diversity is, is extremely important, right? I believe different people with different backgrounds, beliefs, upbringings, they bring different perspectives, not only to, to, to professional careers and, and company workforces, but also personally, right? And then I really value my, my friends' opinions um, when I'm dealing with my own personal situations, you know, and, and having someone who may have experienced something like that or who may have had a uh, a different, you know, grew up in a different region or maybe their family is from, you know, their parents are from overseas somewhere. I mean, that's, you gain a different perspective that, you know, saves you a lot of trial and error. You know, to me, it's 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 not about, you know, black, white, brown. And in the Marine Corps, we, we had two colors. You know, you had light green and dark green, but at the end, everyone's green, right? So um, that's just the way I, I, I view my life. It's, it's, you can relate to who you want to relate to, but you know we all we all bleed red blood, and and you know I, I'll treat everyone as an equal until you know they do something that warrants you know they're not equal, and that has nothing to do with the color of your skin or or the language you speak or where you come from, right? And people are people, and I think if more people adopted that mentality globally, it, it'd be a nicer place to live, and uh, you know, and and my my children would be much better off. So. If, if I can make the future better for my kids and everyone else's children by, um, you know, practicing what I preach and believing in inclusion and diversity and and that, you know, colors only skin deep, and, you know, that's 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 just my principles. Absolutely. Thanks, John. And so everyone, uh, as Jacqueline pointed out, BDPA uh, stands for Black Data Professionals Association, and this is the Atlanta chapter. And even though its history and foundation or creation started in the African-American community, it has expanded to a multicultural environment and participation. You come to these events and you will see some of everyone from all over the world. I guarantee that. So, uh, once again, it is a multicultural environment, and we're looking to make an impact in this uh, in, in this country um, in, in inclusively. So, I just wanted to point that out as well. So, John, continuing on the strain of a BDPA organization and your role of strategy and uh, planning executive, what are you looking to do with the Atlanta BDPA chapter now that you're an officer there? Yeah, so I'm looking to build stronger corporate relationships. You know, there's 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 a lot of companies out there that have diversity programs that have you know community outreach programs. Uh, I think because you know we're not growing as fast as an organization as probably we'd like to, and it's not from lack of effort and trying. I think it's more about getting the word out and branding and marketing ourselves and 
and, and being a little bit, you know, more proactive in, in, in the corporate environment here. Um, I, I want I want companies to understand what our mission is, what our goals are, what we're doing for the community, and what we can do with more support. And, and by support, I don't necessarily mean just financial support. I mean, you know, helping promote membership and why it matters for their brand and what it can do for their organization. And, you know, a, a network, whether it's, whether it's an organization or whether it's your own personal network, is only as strong as its members. So um, getting the funds to, to support, you know, more teams training for, for the HSCC competition or, you know, being able to launch more adult education sessions, doing more community outreach as an organization here. And uh, I think that's very important, and I think it's important that the large uh, or, uh, companies here in Georgia know how important that is and, and what it does for their community and what it can do for um, uh, to help strengthen their work pool and, I think BDPA has multiple different steps to, to get people from the classroom to the boardroom, to, to, to paraphrase some other people's slogans that I really love, and I'm, I'm used to reusing people's ideas. So, um, uh, you know, I want to build that, and, I, you know, that's what I do on a regular basis, right? I, 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 I sell my brand. I sell my company's brand. I, you know, I reach out to people and network for a living, and, and uh, the, you know, that, doing that for an organization that I love and that I've, I've become a part of, I think that's a natural-born fit for all of us. Thanks a lot, John. Uh, thank you. And uh, I must say I look forward to the new direction um, or the continued direction that EPA has forged and with uh, you at the strategic helm as well. I really look forward to that. Jacqueline, do you have anything to add to that? Um, no, I'm I'm really excited too to have uh John's, you know, energy and enthusiasm um, you know, with the organization. We've had a, the last two years the the current board we've been together and uh, have made some great strides. And I think, you know, John hit upon it, you know, we put on some some very, I think, top shelf programs uh that you know, are comparable to what any other organization out there is, is putting out there. Um, I think that we're we're a small team, but we put things on in a big way. But still, for the participants, it's still intimate. You know, where they can come out and feel like they, you know, people. You know, you're not just a number in the crowd, or you won't get lost in the crowd. Um, we, you know, really embrace, and like I said, we're about inclusion anyway, but, you know, we really embrace people when they come to the, the program, and just like John said, he came to a meeting, uh, you know, after, you're just family to us, so, you know, you're, you're part of the family, and you, you can't get away, and, and again, like you said, we, we always joke about it, if Felicia gets a hold of you, uh, one minute you think you're attending the meeting, next thing you, you might be running the meeting, you, you just don't know, but she does it, uh, you know, in a, a loving in a way, and it's just contagious because when you see the the results, some of the things that we talked about, we have programs for high school students, and they have their high school competition coming up, and, and John will be seeing you in uh, D.C. at the uh, national meeting, and that's where the kids will be doing their competition against the other states. And then we have programs for the adults, and including the, the boot camp, and that's where you do the, we do the soft skills and um, John was then able to join us this year at the the boot camp. I think you were you were pretty sick at that that time, um, but uh, next year you get to meet people like John who will give coaching tips and one on one mentoring. David, you were there at the the adult boot camp this year, and we saw people who walked in the door and left 
out transformed. I mean, their their backbone was a little bit straighter. They had a little bit more confidence, and they even admitted, you know, uh, so or, or things that they didn't recognize that they needed to work on. They walked away knowing what they needed to polish and refine so that they could take their careers to the, the next level. And very soon you'll be hearing uh, more about an organization called Next Level. And let me put these two quick plugs in, and then, David, I'll turn it back over to you. On We have a special edition of Blog Talk Radio, our Tech Expresso Cafe, on Tuesday. Felicia Jones will be talking to us about the rest of the events for this year, as well as uh, Next Level uh, Technology, an organization that uh, you're going to be hearing a lot about next year. And then also on Wednesday, Derek Blackman will be joining us, and he'll be talking about the 2014 um, programs that are, are coming up. We start planning, our, you know, we're, we're just getting past the halfway point in 2013, but we're already looking and planning, um, and this is your opportunity to get a part, be a part of the planning, put your input in, make Atlanta BDPA what you want it to be, um, and um, um, have some say in some of the strategy and planning, and even volunteer for some of those roles. And um, while I'm on, on that topic, John, maybe you can say something uh, to inspire listeners out there as well about volunteering. We know you have a very busy life as a salesman, as a salesman in marketing, and you have a team of people. Um, of course, you've got to travel. So we know you're very busy, but you still find the time. I mean, you know, we, as you know, we usually um, on a very small group of people have to pull off some of our programs. What would you say to maybe inspire and encourage people to, to volunteer? Yeah, I would I would say that if you, you're the type of person who reads the, the news on your tablet or your phone or, you know, you're in the newspaper and you read those stories about, you know, folks doing things that are making a difference and it inspires you, well, I would say that instead of reading those stories, you know, take the time, uh, that five, ten minutes a day, and just work that extra time, and then you'll have an extra hour a week where you can volunteer to do something so people can write stories about you. I think my eye-opening moment came, you know, when I was uh, when I was working for a federal government contractor, and I met a guy whose car broke down, and he had three kids in the car, and and, and he looked a little rough, right? I mean, he, I don't know if he it was a mechanic for a living or whatever, but traditionally probably wouldn't have been someone I, I, I'd asked to help, but I saw that he had kids. And um, I got to know this individual, and my first real volunteer effort was I found out that he was working three different jobs to support his family. And it's not that, you know, it, it's not, he had a large family, right, and he had a lot of responsibility, and his, and his wife was pregnant again for the fourth time, and she couldn't work, and that was half their income, so... He picked up three jobs to, to make a difference. So I spent some time with him. I rewrote his resume, and he was able to get one job, making as much money as he made at the other three, but he had a better work-life balance. And if it weren't for, you know, um, God taking the time to show me that sometimes, no matter how busy you are, um, you need to help out other people, you know, I, I, I would have I, I uh, missed an opportunity to make an impact on someone else's life. So that's that, all i got to say is you can make the time, guys. That's uh, we all have excuses, and but at the end of the day, if it's important enough to you, make the time, and if it's not important enough to you, contribute the money to people who will make the time. That's that's all I gotta say. 
Absolutely. That's a great point, John. That's a great point. Thank you for that input also. Everyone, you're listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio, and we're joined here with Mr. John Phillips, Vice President of the Atlanta Chapter in Charge of Strategy and Planning. Also, I'd like to point out that my co-host, Ms. Jacqueline Sanders, and, and, um, and co-founder of Technology Expresso, is also a Vice President of the Atlanta BDPA Chapter in charge of education and professional development, and she's been doing an outstanding job there. So I just wanted to give her those kudos and recognize her in that contribution as well. And you guys both have kind of answered my next question, which was who should join Atlanta BDPA and and why? So you kind of answered that question. Um, let me let me let me make a comment, uh, David, uh, around that and and tie it back even to what um, John just said. Is he is so right? And and you know, instead of you coming when I asked that that, that last question about you know giving people something to think about about why they should volunteer, all you simply did was give a, a story. But that was really powerful for people who were were listening. Um, and one of the things that that I got out of it, too, is that you'll get to meet people you wouldn't normally get to meet or interact with. Um, and in that same regard, uh, I think David and I are both blessed to have met you. Um, and that would have been a connection. We we have no other reason to cross each other's paths, to be honest with you. And like I said, it, it, it's like a, a family. And that's one of the things that I do enjoy and like you said, there's other stories similar to the one you said. You meet people, and you just never know people's circumstance, um, situation, um, but you meet some good people who just need maybe that break or just need that nudge or just need one more word of encouragement. We, I'll, I'll give an example myself. We worked with a young lady for over a year and a half helping coach her. She was trying to make the transition into um, IT, um, she actually didn't end up going into IT when all was said and done. But we, she said that I'm her mentor for life. She said she, she, I couldn't get rid of her if I wanted to, that she just, whenever she has a, a question or a dilemma, it's not that I give her the answers. I'm always encouraging her that you have the answer. Just have the confidence to, to go with that voice. Go with it and write it out and see where it's going to take you. And if you have to adjust along the way, that's okay, too. You know, every, you know, uh, successful person, every entrepreneur has made mistakes and, and learned from those mistakes, and that's how they became successful. So it's okay, you know. Um, that that was my big message to her. Um, and I love that I'm her, her mentor for life. Um, I enjoy anytime I, I encounter her. She always has a huge bubbly smile that's contagious and um um and I appreciate just that that interaction. So, you know, that's that's one of the things is it's just get out of you know, yourself to some extent. Um that's the reason why you should uh learn uh, you know, join Atlanta BDPA, participate. Because one of the things I find is sometimes whether it's on work, sometimes you get in those zones uh, in your career where you're either frustrated or feeling stagnant or burnt out. Maybe you're not getting the recognition you think you deserve. You know, maybe you're in some type of rut. 
when you get out just around people that are outside your office, but people who are like-minded, have careers, passionate about what they're doing, always trying to develop and improve themselves, that gives you sometimes the energy to go back to whatever circumstance you're in and to either put more into it or find ways to get more out of it. And I think that that's something that people, people sometimes get stuck and think that Atlanta BDPA is only if you're looking for a job. I'll, I'll, I'll join and I'll network because I need a job. Um, and then sometimes I, at events we can spot those people a mile away. Um, and that's not, I, I can tell you that, that's not the, the main reason why you should come out. Come out just to interact um, you know, the best time to network is when you don't need anything. You're just genuinely trying to connect with people. That's that's my theory, John. I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I don't know if, if you want to, uh, if you have something that you want to add, but, you know, why do people join? Why should they come out? You know, what, what do you think uh, is in it for people to come to and join Atlanta BDPA? Well, I, I could agree with you more, right? I mean, if if, if if you're trying to to join an organization because you need a you need something right that's that's the wrong time to join the time to join is um, when when you're comfortable and uh, you want to you know uh, expand your horizons you want to meet new people you want to you know you may not be thinking that you know you want to move into a new role until you meet someone who's doing something that you've never heard of right I mean um, <clears throat> we we all get personally motivated to do things when when we when we need something, right? Uh, the time to do something is when you don't need anything, and then the when the time actually comes that you need something, you already have strong relationships built with that with, with that network. You know, you people are more inclined to, to to go out of their way to make a difference from you because you know you are going out of the way to to to, to make a difference in an organization you're a member of uh, well in advance, and it's not what what's in it for me type mentality, right? I mean, going back to 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 you know, famous quote, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Um, same thing for any organization. It's, you know, you, you, you put in and you earn that first. I think that's an important part of it. More importantly, right, I mean, if you're not surrounded by positive, like-minded people, it's it's so easy to feel sorry for yourself. I mean, that's, that's what happens in general. I, I think I heard a, a sermon on it a couple weeks ago. You know, instead of feeling sorry for yourself, I mean, you know, uh, what to affect change, and the way to do that is is to be around positive people. It's it's to to get out and you know and do different things and experience life. I mean, we're only here for a short amount of time, and if you want to be with some folks who who, who put in time that sometimes they don't have, and uh, to make a difference in the community and make a difference for for for, for people who who need it, and I, I, that's why you should join the BDPA, right? That's why I joined, and hopefully uh, you come out and see. Thank you both. Thank you both. And I must say, in my involvement with the BDPA Atlanta organization, I, there's always been a mix of people there, not just culturally, but age-wise as well. You have the individuals coming out of college looking to try establish themselves um, in the IT uh, marketplace. And you have seasoned veterans that may be looking to transition into the IT environment and have taken some advice and come to a BDPA event and uh, and gotten involved, and that's great. What advice would you give to the mature person, those older individuals, the 40-somethings, that, that haven't settled down 
or uh, into a career field and have, are looking to maybe come over into the IT marketplace and IT career space for whatever reason, what advice would you have them as they try to make the transition into the IT environment? Yeah, I would definitely say that their life experiences, you know, um, probably mimic a lot of the IT consumers, you know, the end customers. If IT is providing a service back to their business um, that enables it and makes the workforce more productive and streamlines processes, well, you know, a lot of a lot of their customers are probably not technology savvy either, you know. So having that perspective of of the you know uh, traditional end user inside of IT and someone who wants to learn, you could be very very critical to translating that back to the business, to translating that back to the end user. Um, leverage that, you know. Um, bring in perspective of someone who didn't go you know straight from high school into college and. Has limited real world experience. Um, you know that's that that that's an attribute. So focus on your strengths and don't be afraid to say, I don't know, but I'm willing to learn. And that's 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 the most critical part, I think. When I when I look for team members or folks to support me, and you know, I if there there, there may be a guy who can do 100% of everything I'm looking for, but it seems like he's 50% motivated. I'll take the guy who can do 50% who's 100% motivated every time. Thank you, John. Thank you. Now, Jacqueline, I know this is something dear to your heart as well. Um, I'd like to hear your take on that as well. No, absolutely. I, I concur with uh, what John just said. And, um, you know, it's we all from time to time have to reinvent ourselves, whether it's within our career paths, um, or, you know, just looking at how the economy and job market is changing and uh, even take inspiration from the, the various uh, stars and uh, the, the people in Hollywood, which we so much uh, see and, and some people use as role models. But, you know, the ones that make it are the ones who know how to reinvent themselves. Um, and your experience, there's a place for it in IT. So, um, something that John uh, hit upon, too, is sometimes it's just all in how you market yourself. You know, he's in the, the role of, of marketing and, and sales and that type of thing. But what I find is people don't know how to take their own uh, attributes and put that in a resume or whether, you know, it's uh, um, in an interview and sell themselves. You are, in, in effect, to some extent, the, the product that you're selling when you go to a job interview, your life experiences and your worth ethics and, and attributes. Um, if that is what's your challenge, again, BDPA, we have programs, we have things like the, the boot camp, and that's what Mentor Me, our, our radio series, and the Tech Espresso Cafe, those are the topics that we, we talk about and, and follow us on, on Twitter and Facebook. But uh, we can definitely help. It, it, it's not just uh, you know, people are entering the IT market at all ages, and um, we definitely have seen that and it helps people at, at every step of the way. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you. Now, uh, that how do we take that information and apply it to the young people coming into the organization. Maybe they have come in through an existing member or a referral, and here they are on your doorstep. 
wanting to be a part of the BTPA family in some way, shape, or form. They may not know how. Um, and, of course, giving your time. The only way to receive is to give. And most young people, in my mind, all they can give is their time. So giving their time, um, I think uh, we'll, they will turn around and they will reap the benefits of what they're looking for, what they're trying to learn. What other information, how would you try to inspire a, a young person coming to the BDPA family and are trying to get their career started, may have some technical background, um, but they really don't know how to apply it? Um, John, first, how, how would you approach a young person that you may come across uh, 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 um, in the BDPA family, and how would you try to inspire them? John, are you still with us? Ladies and gentlemen, we may be having some technical difficulties. Uh, Jacqueline, are you on the call as well? Oh, sure. I'm, I'm still here, and uh, maybe John will be joining us here shortly. But one of the things I, I will say to your comment is, that to the young people you had mentioned as far as their their time. We've had some great success stories this year about uh, young people joining our internship programs as well as uh, just volunteering. And what that does is that puts actual experience on your resume, and you'll also be able to uh, work with people who can give recommendation, professional you know, work recommendations for you. So, And, and I say that to, to young people. Um, whether you're finishing up with college and about to transition in, the sooner the better. You should be doing, looking at internships or, or working in your related career field as early as your sophomore, junior year. That way you won't be getting out your senior year and trying to compete with other people in the job market um, who have uh, pre-existing work experience because, you always want to be a step ahead of everyone else. And just having the resume and no work experience um, you may put you at a disadvantage because that's the one thing that employees are going to constantly be looking at. I see you got the degree. I see you got the book knowledge, but do you have any real-world experience? So get a jump on everyone else, volunteering, internships, and even whether it's paid or volunteer internships, um, and we'll, we'll probably be having a whole show on that very soon because it, it's a hot topic. Um, we just placed several people over this past summer and uh, had some great success stories, and, and we'd like to invite them on the show to actually share their experiences. Yes, internships are um, are out there, whether they're paid or um, unpaid internships. They are all extremely valuable, and that would be a great opportunity to get some additional experience. Um, John, are you back with us? I am, yeah. My apologies. I had a cell phone issue, so, but I'm back on the call. Okay. We're, start, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. And in closing, I, I just want to ask if you have any uh, closing comments or words of wisdom for those people listening in addition or reemphasizing some of the uh, points you've made today here and all that's been valuable. I don't know how you're going to pick something out, but um, uh, what, would you like to, uh, what would you like to close with? 
Yeah, I'm going to close with the same thing I, I think I said to, to you know, solicit sponsorship dollars when we're at the Minority IT Executive Forum. Um, it takes it takes two things to be successful: uh, you believing in yourself and someone else believing in you. So, I, I think that's very important. I think that that's a mantra you should live by, and um, and just pay it forward, right? I mean, it, it's uh, life short. You know, um, every good thing you can do will come back to you. Um, that's all I have to say. And I appreciate the invite, uh, Dave and Jacqueline. It's been a pleasure being here. I hope you guys have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you so much, John. So thank you thank so much. Thank you, John. Jacqueline, anything in closing? No, it's been a great show. I uh, love uh, hearing whatever wisdom uh, John uh, has to share. It's been, a, it's been a great show. And I know that those who are listening, please uh, pass along the recording to your your friends and family and colleagues, coworkers, bosses. Um just some really good information. And uh great show, uh David and, and thank you for hosting it. Well you're very welcome, Jacqueline. Everyone stay tuned at technologyexpresso.com for our mentor me series as well as other technology showcase events uh where we have individuals from the IT industry come in and share their knowledge. Uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. Uh, thanks to our host, uh, our, um, our special guest, John Phillips, and my co-host and co-founder, Jacqueline Sanders. And thank you, everyone. Stay tuned. Goodbye now.